You're listening to the Age of Transitions. I'm your host, Darren Franz, coming at you live this Sunday night, uh, September 10th, 2023, live every Sunday night from the facilities of Ocelli.com, 10 p.m. to midnight. First hour is the Age of Transitions. Second hour is Uncle the Podcast. Thank you for being here live or listening in podcast form, whatever the case may be. Um, Again, Ocelli.com is the network if you can support there. It's greatly appreciated to keep the network going. And my website is theageoftransitions.com. You can pick up the podcast there and support me directly there. Have um, the Age of Trans... Uh, well, I have Revolve, Man's Scientific Rise to Godhood. That's my book that I've written. I have uh, paperback and ebook copies of that available. Also, I have the Patreon, which I posted a new... Um, post to Patreon yesterday. Excellent news there, Aaron. Look, I want to jump in real quick and ask you if Revolve has been getting any extra love lately because you made a few appearances with a couple of people or at least one appearance I know of, uh, and it deserves it. Um, and also, if you're catching this via the Ocelli feeds, you will see that there are connections to direct links, easy links to Aaron's website and a way to keep track of the Uncle Show, a way indeed to get a hold of that stuff. I don't know if you were getting to the t-shirts or you system there, but uh, you have the Uncle T-shirts and Age of Transitions T-shirts still there, along with Revolve. Uh, so all of that is readily available and easily accessible via the links that I provide, and I'm pretty sure when you post your latest podcasts, which we both post the podcasts, each of them, um, it uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you put links too, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the the ageoftransitions.com is all contained. It has the links to everything on the website. So. Right. And I put put every new post at the website as well. So if any anything that I have will be linked to at theageoftransitions.com, and you can find it there. Excellent. And so my quick apologies for people listening on the live stream. We did go late today to Aaron's show, but we'll, we'll, we'll have pretty much a full show here one way or another, and I'm going to shut up real quick because I'm going to get off of this mic. But, um, but the thing is, we went to – if you're hearing the podcast, you don't care. It doesn't matter. Uh, but <laughs> if you're listening live – Right? We did go to air rather late, so you might find some time dilation here where Aaron could indeed go over the hour as he normally doesn't, but he could tonight. It's up to him. Uncle could be longer. We don't know. It's live. So, you know, effort. We'll do it live, as Bill O'Reilly might say. And uh, that's where we're at. So my apologies to you, though, for making you wait. I was doing a brand new show. And time got away from me there. I was trying to complete it and uh, make it a fully rounded affair. And now you have a lead-in on Sundays from 9 to 10 p.m. on Ocelli.com. If you listen live, the Sunday Sloper News, which is not the Ocelli effect, and indeed features Mrs. O as a co-host to me on that show. Um, And it is decidedly different from the normal Ocelli effect, or as per usual, any other show on the network. So I know you didn't know about it because I didn't really release any details to anybody about it. Wanted to let people know in case they tuned in to hear Aaron and went, where the hell's Aaron? Is he off this week? Some people might have tuned away already and not realized 
that Aaron is live and it's my fault. So apologies, brother. I'm sorry, Aaron. Don't get mad at me. Uh, I hope that uh, uh, sand doesn't end up in a crevice on you or something. <laughs> we don't want any of those problems. Um, you and I have worked together now for, what, seven, eight years, uh, and it's been fun. It's been great. I'm not ending it anytime soon. Of course, either one of us could, but I just want to let people know I didn't intentionally snub Aaron or keep him off air or whatever. Here we are. We're live, and I thank you for being patient and helpful to me, Aaron. You, It's been a pleasure all this time working with you, not torturous even for a moment. And uh, I love it. I love being associated with you, your great book, your work, and this continued string of performance art, which is Aaron's creations, uh, whether it's music, TV shows, radio, etc. Uh, I'm just so pleased to be part of that Franz universe, so to speak. Anyway, thanks so much, and now I'll shut up and let you get back to it. But I want to make sure all the plugs were there. And uh, appreciate you letting people know about the uh, the Ocelli.com stuff. Of course, we can always use your help. I just recently bounced uh, the phone bill for our phone lines again. Uh, so, you know, Ooh. we do have phones, though. They are operational tonight, but we're on borrowed time because, uh, yeah, I don't have it this week. But no mm. worries. We're going to take care of that, and we're going to keep things running long as I'm breathing and uh, sitting upright. All right, Aaron, back to you. So, well, yeah, uh, that's a bummer about the phones, but uh, the Sunday Sloper, the new show before um, that, this one, before the age of transitions on Sunday night, so Charlie.com can be the Sunday Sloper. That's cool. It's, I, I like to hear about that new show. That's cool. And uh, I'll just say that, yeah, I'm, I have been and continue to be very happy to be at the Ocelli Radio Network here. So the feeling is mutual, Chuck. I'm honestly like network wise, I can't think of a network I would really want to be on other than this one. Like I, I, I look at so many of them and um, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't think I could do it. And uh, I mean, the good thing is I don't know if any other network would really want to have me at this point anyway. <laughs> But, uh, well, you know, so just I, as a commentary there, it's weird, right? Because a lot of other places that you go, you got to get in line either with their product or their political brand, right? right. Because they might have featured products, so you got to promote their stuff, and that's just part of being there. Or you're selling their constant, you know, need for money, money bombs. Not like us just asking once in a while, can you make a donation? But, I mean, look, if you don't do this, we won't be on the air next week, and we need so much money for this or that, and right now and right now and right now come on give us give us give us and they press you and they make the host press you mm-hmm. i don't do yeah. that uh or they push a product ad nauseum or they push a line of products ad nauseum because it's their bread and butter and they bring you into that as a host mm-hmm. and oh by the way watch what you say because even though almost all of these independent networks say that they're about you know freedom of speech and we want to support your right to be different you can be different but you've got to be our kind of different you know it's yeah. sort of like the yeah. the uh the goth kids in south park right where they're like <laughs> hey man how do i become like you know a rebel outside of society and a goth kid like you well in order to be a nonconformist, what you got to do is drink a lot of coffee smoke cigarettes and dress like us <laughs> and it was like, oh, so I got to adopt your lifestyle, your look, and everything else. And then that makes me a nonconformist. 
In case mm-hmm. somebody doesn't understand the you know, term <laughs> conformist, it sounds like you're conforming to a pattern. Yeah, it's funny because it's like be a, be a rebel, don't rebel against us, but be a rebel. Uh, don't hold an opposing political view. Don't look at a news story any differently. You know, some networks uh, that used to be patriot and freedom based and everything else are now all Trump train all the time. Uh, yeah. And that's all they are. And other places are trying to sell you, you know, their, their sticky, licky, bicky uh, CBD paste product or whatever it is. <laughs> and that's all it is to it, right? You got you to buy our paste powder and our CBD and our hemp and our uh, our Patriot brand supplies. And yeah, and that's what they're about. They're 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 Amway with a radio show. They're they're churning churning stuff out because they're on board with one political idealism. Uh, you got to be libertarian or get lost. You got to be this or get lost. You got to be consistently on this side of the equation or get lost. Um, yeah, none of that goes on here, uh, oh. which is why we're a little odd. I mean, I don't think I've ever told you, you know, Aaron, you can't cover this. Aaron, don't talk to this person. Aaron. No, I won't do that. Um, you know, so it's funny because despite weird, odd complaints and things sometimes, and I talked to Pierce Redman about this recently, there's no issue of freedom of speech when you're working with me. You, you do what you want. I might comment. I might tell you my thoughts. But I'm not telling you what you can or cannot do and not even suggesting it like some people did at certain networks. Like, you know, uh, I, uh, I'm i not telling you what to say. And immediately when they lead with that, it's like, hmm, okay. Uh, I'm not telling you what to say, but here's what I think. And here's what I think you should say, but I'm not telling you what to say. <laughs> you know, like, let's yeah. throw just enough mud in that water so you're not supposed to drink it, but I'm leaving you all that the only thing you have as a choice to drink. So mix your Kool-Aid with that muddy water or don't show up next week. Um, and that's the way it is, whether they pay you or don't or make you part of their money-making enterprise one way or another. It's irrelevant. Either get on board or don't, and you have to march in formation. So I, I love that you're bringing that up, and I'm sure this is not even the topic of tonight's show, but I just figured it was worth mentioning. And uh, again, thanks so much. So let's move on from that and get on to what else is in your mind this evening, Aaron, because I love this. And people can call in. Did you mention the call-in number yet? I don't think so. Uh, uh, no. And please use it or lose it, I suppose. 319-527-5016. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope it. that the, the call line can exist for because I, I was actually going to have a guest that was going to call in next week maybe on the uncle's show so is, uh, is the line going to survive Chuck? Or, I, I will look one way or another if somebody helps me that'll be great and if they don't I'll, I'll still figure it out somehow I'll pay for it by next week but as of right now my payment bounced and they're giving me the whole look we're giving you a little grace period here for a couple of days but you need to pay this so mm-hmm. I'll take care of it but I, it, it helps when people help is all I'm saying um, and look, you, you, you can do that by making a contribution, uh, you know, et cetera. And it's not even that much money. I mean, really, honestly, as I speak, uh, if I had 10 more dollars, I got it covered. Um, but that, that's, that's what the, these kind of shortages are. I mean, I run on a razor thin margin a lot of times with many things, and this mm-hmm. is not the first time this has happened, but 
tonight the phones are working and you can call in and Aaron decides how he wants to handle those calls. So I'll just give out the number and hand it back to you, Aaron, now that you've had a sufficient break in breathing room. 319-527-5016 is the network's number and is still operational at this moment. 319-527-5016. That's the number to call or you can reach out to me. Get on my friends list if you're not already on it, Charles.Ocelli on Skype. I promise I'll add you to the list if you make the request, even during the show. But uh, I won't promise to keep you there if, you know, you're uh, annoying. So <laughs> Charles.Ocelli, reach out to me on Skype, and you can call in for free, especially international listeners. This is a good idea because even though it usually doesn't cost an American-based person to make a call anywhere in America anymore, 319-527-5016 might cost you money if you're on a different continent. So, um yeah, you can reach out to us via Skype. And I do have international numbers. If you have special requests and you just have to dial in, let me know. I'll send you the specific international number, but I have like 20 of them, so I don't publish them so as not to confuse anybody. But there are other ways to get in on the show. Those are the preferred methods, 319-527-5016 or Charles.Ocelli on Skype. If you send me a message on Skype, I will call you into the show on Skype. But otherwise, you can be the active participant by dialing 319-527-5016. Now, back to Aaron Franz and the age of transitions. Yeah, we're here. So call on in every Sunday night. Uh, the call-in number live again. Um, yeah, I, again, the Ocelli Radio Network is... Gosh, it's uh, not many of us now, but uh, it's it's definitely always been sort of a misfit among misfits place, which is the only place I even come close to fitting in anyway. Uh, that's my personal history is I'm kind of always been that way myself, right? And there will be I, more in 2024, just as a warning. But anyway, continue. Oh, good. Well, that's good. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I look forward to seeing who might join us. Not going to do any what... development in between now and Dallas, Texas, because I got that big trip coming up, and that's going to be the 10 years. Uh, you know, if you're in Texas, you want to go to Texas, you want to be at the JFK conference, here's my final plug. You can meet and greet myself, be Pete, and a couple other people that are involved in the network there because we're going to celebrate 10 years of the Ocelli effect and thusly uh, simultaneously 60 years since the assassination of John F. Kennedy so during that weekend during that conference from the 16th to the 19th uh, in Dallas, Texas I'll definitely be there and uh, if you want to be and you want to meet up with us, be Pete, myself, Nature Boy threatening to go, other names you would know if you're a listener to the network. Uh, I've asked Aaron if he wants to go. I don't know if he will, but there may be a few other surprises there. Mike Swanson uh, is definitely going to be there. Larry Hancock sees some constant guests that have been on my show, stuff like that. Creative Accidents has told me he's going to stop by, so I'll finally get to see him face-to-face. Uh, Jimmy James is a possibility. A couple other people could be there, and we're going to have a special breakout room for the Ocelli Network at the conference. So all that is going on, and uh, just wanted to drop it in there. Anyways, now, now, even though I said it before, I'm really done. Go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> yes, yeah, the, I mean, that sounds like an awesome event. It's something that I wish I could make it to, but I, uh, it's looking like I'm not going to be able to make it. I I, I wish I would. I wish I could, but I, I don't think I'm going to be there. It's uh, that's one of those things. Uh, 
but uh, it's it's unfortunate because I sure would love to go to it. Um, however, again, I'm glad to be on the network because it's it's a good place. It's a good place to be, and I, I it's hard to find places to go, and I I don't really mind so much not really fitting in. It's just sort of the way things are, and when I look at what it takes to fit in, I realize I don't want not really interested in that. So, I mean, I can't really be bothered by not fitting in. So here we are. Here we are. Misfit once again. And back at the the same old story, I, I uh, end up surrounded by a bunch of weirdos in a weirdo scene, and I'm the oddball amongst them that just can't get along or doesn't know what to say or just gets disgusted by the whole scene and just wants to leave. It happens every time. <laughs> and perhaps it's a character flaw in me sometimes. Perhaps it's it's a good thing. I, I think mostly it's a good thing, to be honest. I mean, uh, not to – I usually don't think a whole lot of myself, but actually, I mean, giving myself some credit that I think that's actually – Overall, I, I can't see doing things another way. And also, my life has been an oddball one filled with unusual choices, to say the least. Ones that I don't think, I want to say not many other people would make, but I, I want to say not really any other people probably would have made the sorts of decisions that I've made along the way. And, you know, some people look back on life and be like, oh, I regret this. Why did I do it that way? And if I would have done this, it would have been better. better. So uh, whenever I find myself in that position looking back on things, I I just go, well, yeah, I did some weird stuff. And if I would have taken, like, you know, the more sort of normal position or if I would have done something that would have gotten me more, so to speak, out of this or that, I don't think it would have been better, actually. I think by doing the oddball choices and, and, and going in the different direction, it's actually worked out quite well, sort of. <laughs> and, and, and amazingly, I'm in a pretty good position overall with my life, so to speak, just, you know, getting along, making, making ends meet and whatnot. It's, it's working out. Uh, much better than most, I think. So I really can't complain with that. Um, there are setbacks for sure, but they're minor in comparison to, I want to say, most people. So I do realize that. Um, I have a lot of memories of things. When I think about it, I, I'm like, oh, man, I've actually done a lot of stuff. Like I'm getting to that point where I'm old enough. I'm, I'm thinking back about things. I'm like, Boy, I have done quite a few things, haven't I? It's, it's like it's easy to forget what you've done, and you sit back and you kind of think, and go, "Oh, okay, I did this, I did that." And and again, like uh, for me, it's looking back at the oddball choices, like, "Okay, I actually did this thing." And sometimes, really, uh, I I could count. You can probably count on one hand the amount of people that probably did. Uh, or that certainly would have done things in my situation. And, uh, again, strange, unusual sorts of things. Uh, but uh, at the same time, I think I do a pretty good job of uh, portraying an average person in my day-to-day life. So I'm, I'm pretty good at making that uh, 
making that work somehow. So I've got a lot going for me. I, I am not complaining. Things are pretty cool. And uh, still doing this show after all these years, that is something a little different. It's not typical to see people in this venue, in this uh, making material such as I do, the sort of material that I make, that many people do it for a, an extended period of time. First of all, that's the case. Most people kind of come and they go, which is completely understandable. And there are, have been times where I, I have asked myself, well, should I have, would I have been better off if I would have been in that group? But then I, I, I come back to the answer of no, I think this has been the actual right choice. The one that, again, few people would have made, if you, that very few people have made. And the exact way I've done it, I, I, I know that I've, I've, you know, walked my own road. And, you know, I have my own show. And I certainly present things in a unique way. And what it is that I feel is important and the conversations I like to have and, and just the topics I know are unique and unusual and and, and yeah, just unique. To, to, I'm doing something unique. And, and, and so that's good. And looking back and learning what I have from all out of this, I think is actually incredibly valuable. And I don't believe there are many people who have come along the way and really realized the value of what you can get out of not succeeding in the uh, generic sense of the term. Like, okay, say you have a podcast radio show, success would be measured on uh, any sane scale by uh, numbers of of your audience numbers. What's your reach? What's your audience? How big is it? How many people are listening? That's one thing. But also, you know, like revenue that you're bringing in. Okay, have you been able to make this into a living, right? Have you, have you turned, have you parlayed this you know, interest that you have in this hobby, so to speak, into a career. I have not. This is not a career for me. I mean, I sell the books. I bring in money through the Patreon and the shirts and the little stuff here and there. And I, um, you know, I keep the, I keep the operation going with the money that comes in, but by no means am I living off of it. I never have. I have a day job, um, so I, you could look at that and you look at the numbers, right? If I'm playing the numbers game, I, I could, I, if I was purely doing a numbers game, I mean, I'm an abject failure. I, I, I have lost, um, you know, breaking even is not, uh, succeeding. Uh, you, you are now homeless. You're useless. Just stop doing what you're doing, right? I, I failed. If, that's the template that I'm using, which it isn't because, again, I'm a freak of nature and I, I don't care about a lot of things that most people care about. Now, do I want to be able to live and sustain myself and have income? Yes. As I mentioned before, day job, money coming in. I'm living. I'm making my way. I'm okay. I'm good. Everything's fine. Am I doing it on this? No. Does that bother me? No, because I actually have a lot of freedom. I 
again, I'm on a network where I can say what I want to say. I can do what I want to do. Chuck doesn't bother me. He doesn't have an agenda for me to subscribe to. I think it's taken for granted a lot of people on the other side, not behind the microphone like I am, but sitting in front of a pair of speakers. I think it, it it's – I honestly – I want to try to like help the people in that position, like the audience, the the consumer of media, and just being informative because, and doing so from my position because I've I've been doing this for a while and I've seen enough to see what the problems are. And yes, there are. <laughs> Chuck was hinting at this earlier. There's networks that are problematic because. Honestly, they're just lying to you. They, they'll say, like, yeah, this is where freedom of speech reigns. This is where we're blasting against the mainstream media and all their lies. This is where you get the truth. You know, that's the general uh, tagline, right? You've heard it a million times. You've seen it everywhere. Everybody says the same general thing. They're telling you the truth. The mainstream isn't. Uh, okay. We get that idea. I can tell you that a, a lot not every single network, but I would I would venture to say most have some form of agenda. And we were hinting at that earlier. Sometimes it's it's as shrewd and benign as they want to make money, and they're playing the numbers game. And they're like, okay, we got to find advertisers, or this is we're bringing revenue on this. Uh, we're selling our own products, so we got to figure out a way to do that. And they're doing that, and they've succeeded in doing that. And they'll just you know. Uh, to support the bottom line, they just make material that does that. And they don't really care either way what they're saying. They're just looking up, again, they're using the analytics tools like, okay, what is the analytics telling me everybody wants to hear? They want to hear this? Okay, fine. We'll make shows about that. A lot of people are doing that. Um, is that uh, is that telling lies? Is that is that willfully misleading the people? Or is that just being a jerk? You know, is that just being somebody just like, um, I, I mean, how do you judge that? You know, they're telling you like, they're telling you that they're like these crusaders for truth. But what they're doing is they're just like compiling a bunch of stuff for, for clicks and for views and for making money, just like everybody else is doing. Uh, what what comes of that? What good comes of that? What uh, and, and then once you start, if you start labeling that sort of material with like words like truth and things like that, to me personally, I find that repugnant because it's just like, come on, don't don't do that. Just like put out your your material and don't start labeling yourself as like the most benevolent thing uh we're we're gonna find anywhere. Just just bake your stuff and and shut up after that, you know. But that's that's all part of their little game. Like they gotta be the angels, you know. They gotta be the they have to be the good guys, right? So uh and it's been interesting. I've I've made the comment uh before about the truth movement, and there's that word truth again, which has been dragged through the mud. I mean, ever since the word truth was made, it's it's been people have been doing disservice to it. Uh, so you know, nothing new, obviously, uh, but nonetheless, people using it 
uh, and then uh, it's, it's just a shame, right? And the, and the truth movement tomorrow is 9-11. Uh, September 11th is tomorrow. So it's the anniversary of 9-11-2001. We all know. Uh, and that was an event that got me involved in this arena. The 9-11 truth movement was something I was a part of. I've been to New York City on an anniversary. I'm trying to remember what year that was. I I, I struggle to recall the exact year, but it was an anniversary year. I I went there. So I've done that. I've done all that stuff. Um, But, yeah, it's it's interesting that very much, uh, you know, the media sphere – kind of glommed onto that and 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 I'm not going to uh, critique the movement itself or any individual people within it because certainly it has its virtues and it certainly has people doing the right thing and 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 the idea behind it is something good trying to figure out what's happening in that particular situation is is definitely a good idea um however the media again glomming onto that and then building campaigns of their own around it is where you know sometimes things get into trouble and you see a lot of people over the years i mean time really does a lot and and i think it tells you i mean in the end you know the truth about any given person or you should be able to but certain individuals have proven themselves like oh okay this is what you've been doing all the time or this is who you are right i i don't have uh, but anyway but before i'm, I'm not going to point to any specific people right now but uh, the the i always found it fascinating that the 911 truth movement would um make these like 911 truth t-shirts and almost always it was a black t-shirt with white type on it so it's a black and white shirt mostly black and then the, really the color of the movement was like you know we wear these black shirts right so black being the color of, in this case, a virtuous movement for truth, right? I always found that kind of fascinating. And you could say that this gets into, like, being very superficial, too. It's like, well, white isn't always good, black isn't always bad, and, and you know, it's stupid to, like, get into that and blah, blah, blah. But it, I always kind of found it fascinating that the color black was used and that... Over time, certainly people have uh, have proven that uh, you know the dark side, so to speak, is something that uh, they're that they're on. Honestly, a lot of people. Um, and uh, again, people just looking out for themselves. You know, bringing in donation money giving it to themselves, uh, just latching on to anything, and all sorts of stupidity involved with the truth movement, like um, just the idea of getting attention for attention's sake became a big thing and a big Achilles heel of that movement early on. I, I, it always made me very uncomfortable, all those uh, like um, 
what were they, the confrontation videos. It's like, you you know, name the famous politician or uh, head of the Federal Reserve or or uh, some uh, former uh, presidential um somebody's former like secretary of state or whatever like you name the the important political person or even business person what do you do you confront them with a camera where they're doing an event you you do it uh on the streets and you just go who did 9-11 and you just like yell stuff like these 9-11 truth talking points at them they just go uh and, and maybe they respond to you or maybe they just like keep walking and then you post the video to YouTube and you act like it's some kind of victory. Meanwhile, there were probably like uh, a hundred other things that you could have confronted that particular person on that would be more relevant to them and the actual horrible things that they have done in the past because there's all sorts of people that they have confronted um, and and they just ask them something like, do you know about World Trade Center Building 7? It's like, why are you asking this guy? Why, why are we asking like Newt Gingrich about uh, World Trade Center Building 7? You know, why aren't we asking him about his age of transitions uh, essay that he wrote in the year 2000 and, and, and uh, specifics from that, which are very fascinating and they have to do with transhumanism. Of course, transhumanism is in vogue in the alternative um, freedom fighter uh, realm now too, because it's, you know, part of this whole thing and people are just uh, immediately up to speed on the entire topic and they know everything about it. So I, I should probably just stop talking about it because they're going to tell you everything you need to know. Uh, it's going to just fit right in with whatever it is they were already saying anyway. Um, so, so that's exciting. That's good to see people talking about it. And uh, personally for me, I, I am happy to be on the sidelines. They can have the little spotlight. That's good. I'll keep having my small audience and doing what it is I do. And I'll just point things out from here on the side and we'll see what happens along the way and i'm sure i'll get a few things wrong but it's at least comforting for me to know that it's fairly easy at this point to see who the complete frauds are uh just up there screaming away um many times you can tell what their agenda is a lot of times you can't and you don't know who their backers are or who's like feeding them information or who's funding them or, 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 or pushing them forward or just riling them up. Honestly, some people are just excited to be in the spotlight. You know, like people like to be on TV. People like to have big fancy YouTube channels and things like that. So sometimes it's a lot of times it's a matter of that, honestly. Um, so I am in a privileged position. I have seen quite a few things over the years. I have heard quite a few things over the years. I have come to realize a lot of good, useful information. And taking it all in, it's 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 sometimes quite easy to see how like these ridiculous narratives of theirs fall apart. And yet, at the same time, you see the um, inertia 
that these uh, narratives have and how they're just pressing forward and that, and the influence it's gaining uh, in this strange information sphere because uh, attention attention is an asset and it being loud and getting attention does work for what it's worth now the sad reality is that we're all going to have to face the consequences of this fact that BS is incredibly popular when it's sold correctly and and tons of people just glom onto it and love it and they they join the team they're all in and they get really I mean it's religious devotion is what you see Um, it's the creation of cults it's not unlike that and it works, and it's a bit pathetic, but, um, you know, so what? Uh, I mean, what, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, re-engineer humanity so it's better? Like, am I going to re-engineer everybody's brain instantaneously? It sounds like one of these idiotic transhumanist projects. Like, uh, you know, there's you got herbivorized predators. We're just going to make uh, hawks stop eating uh, rodents somehow magically that's gonna happen uh i'm gonna somehow reprogram everybody's brain that is 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 uh believing these horrible um toxic ideologies i'm just gonna instantaneously rewire their brains and if it takes using some sort of weird technology to uh do that hey i'm doing good and you see now now you see how uh, <laughs> somebody on the other side of this thing, somebody maybe with the means to create highfalutin technologies would get into a position where they think a whole lot of themselves and they believe themselves to be benevolent and like, yeah, yeah, I can make one of these technologies that does this. Let's do that. The world will be better. So see, then I'm on that side of the equation. Don't worry, I'm not. I don't have any ability to do any of that, and if I did, I wouldn't want to. But again, I'm somebody who makes choices that most people don't. And if I was more normal or whatever it is, I probably would make the choice to do it. Like, hey, I can change everybody's mind instantaneously. I got this button I can press. I'm going to do it because it's going to make the world better because I must be right. How couldn't I be? Right? And so I would go ahead and I would do that. But don't worry, I'm not, and I won't. <laughs> I, I, uh, please don't thank me for that. It's quite potentially a poss- uh, 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 an indicator that I'm defective as a human, right? And if so, I say good. The world might say bad. But, uh, you know, the point I'm trying to make here is the world says a lot of things. You know, they're, they're saying a lot of stuff out there. You might want to be careful what you listen to or who you listen to and what you believe. That's kind of the point I want to keep hammering home, I guess, every week. Because I think it might be the most useful service I can provide at this time. I think maybe if nothing else, maybe these shows are like public public service announcements for what it's worth. Just from one guy and one guy's observation doing weird stuff his entire life. So throughout a life of weird things, 
this is what I've come to think and to realize. Take it for what it's worth. You don't have to listen to me because it's, I mean, again, I don't, ultimately, I don't care if you listen to me or not. I, I, I don't, I'm not always going to be right. I can't be 100% right. But I do know that there are a lot of people that pretend, seem to pretend that they can do that and that they do do that. And probably those people are the ones you have to watch out for more than anything is that sort of thing. Because one has to wonder what what the source of that confidence is exactly, right? What, what is it? And then there's a lot of potential correct answers to that question. Any given case, one of those is is your answer, and uh, you know, just take it on a case by case basis. We're we're not. Um, we're not painting with a broad brush. Maybe it sounds like I am, but if I am, I'm sorry. It does really come down to individuals, right? Oddly enough, and sort of that's kind of an interesting thing that's popped up in this movement, so to speak, is how do you advocate for the freedom of the individual? How do you actuate yourself as an individual? How do you attain liberty, freedom? How do you live a free life where you self-actualize yourself, right? A lot of that just sort of general sentiment is is, is there in the background as, as far as I can gather throughout these years. I, it seems like that has been like kind of a big push. It's like, how does the individual stand up to the corrupt system, right? How do you do it? How do you stand up for yourself? How do you be yourself? How do you protect yourself and those immediately around you? How do you do that? And so it is that individuals have made their choices. And if you are able to kind of look at any given source of information, and I would I would say try to be impartial, right? Be impartial about any given person or any given uh, outlet. Take take in everything that that they're telling you. Take in what they what they got, whatever their uh, little message is, and pick everything apart. Check to see if there's holes in in what they're saying. Check to see if you know there's contradictions. Everybody's gonna contradict themselves a little. It's kind of impossible not to. But if it's glaring. If it's glaring and if there's like these 180 degree turns like all the time, if we're saying one thing and then we do the complete opposite, you know, even a couple of years down the line, you might want to ask questions about that because you see that uh, over these years, I've seen a ton of that now. Just like the, the complete 180 of so many things that, that were at one time integral. And now we've just completely reversed course on these issues. And, and that's a huge thing for me that's made me go, okay, what? Why, why did we change uh, this script? Or what, what was the script write, rewrite on this one? Case in point with 9-11, 9-11 truth. This is uh, good. I mean, that, certainly this applies to that is uh, Muslims. Right, Islam, just the general view that we have here in the West of Islam. 
Now, it was popular in 9-11 Truth Circles a, a little over a decade ago to say, like, look, the mainstream wants you to hate Muslims. They want to want you to see them as these horrible enemies when, look, Muslim Americans are innocent. They're just people living here. The, the And there were all sorts of cases of just normal people who happen to be Muslims that were uh, all sorts of horrible things were happening to them in the wake of 9-11 just because, you know, people were uh, associating them with the terrorist attacks simply because of their religion, and that was wrong. I still believe that was incredibly wrong. I think that's a horrible thing. But, and, and, and at the time, the truth movement as a whole seemed to go like, look, this is what the mainstream wants you to do. They're dividing us. They want you to think all Muslims are evil. It's ridiculous. Things seem to be a little different today. I guess uh, all Muslims are evil and Islam is the ultimate enemy and, and, and terrorism is like this horrible thing. And, and like just so that is a, a fascinating one that I, I've watched over time. Where the more mainstream uh, right-wing kind of take, the mainstream right-wing take from, say, uh, just after 9-11. We know what that was, which became the mainstream take of everybody, really, by default. That's what seeped into the, 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 the alternative, right? From what I gather, from what from uh, instances that I see over and over again, now that's that's uh, what happens. So that's just one thing. That's one thing relating specifically to nine eleven that totally reversed. Uh, other things I've pointed this out before is you know the idea of martial law and of a police state. They'll they'll still they'll still bring up the police state, but they'll also advocate for the police state. If and advocate for martial law, if it's to keep you know Donald Trump in power, it's like oh we got to keep Donald Trump in power. You should institute martial law. You might have heard this idea. Um, and to that, I I heard that stuff going on. I just go, what? What in the world are you talking about? And I I mean it's it's obvious to see what's going on. It's like they never cared in the beginning what they were talking about. They didn't care if a police state got enacted. They didn't care if martial law came down. They they were acting like the government's going to institute this tyranny and that they were standing up against government tyranny. Apparently, the only thing they cared cared about was the specifics of whoever's in control of that tyranny. And it seems like they want to be the ones that are on the um, institutional side of things. It's like, yeah, martial law is a good idea now. A police state, uh, well, they, they would do a police state, but they wouldn't call it that. They'd call it law and order. They'd give it a real nice name. Like, we're getting rid of crime in the streets. There's all this crime everywhere. And, you know, it's uh, got to throw everybody in prison. Sorry. Hey, we got to be tough. What do you want me to do? Be weak and be weak like uh, that guy over there and have the city go go to hell in a handbasket? No, no, I'm tough. I'm a strong leader. Everybody's so tough. Everybody's so strong. Everybody's flexing their muscles. Everybody's a tough guy. Everybody likes to yell and scream and act hard and drive military vehicles that are armored and wear their military helmets to... Um, 
these events that are for free speech, air quotes. We're here advocating free speech. We're wearing, uh, like, we're wearing military, uh, tactical gear to this political demonstration that we're here, uh, because we're defending free speech. We're real excited to fight the other guys on the other side of the issue. We, we really enjoy that, but that's just kind of like a happy accident that we get to fight and in some cases kill people from the other side of the political uh, uh, line that we've drawn in the sand. Yeah, those people had to die because they're dumb and, and they don't agree with us. They don't, they're against free speech, right? They don't want free speech. We do. We want the freedom to throw everybody in prison because that's freedom. Martial law is a good thing if you use it the right way. You just got to be smart like us. See, we figured out who all the uh, evildoers in the entire world are. We know that it's all the establishment. <coughs> Excuse me. We know it's the deep state. We know who the deep state is. We have the names. Oh, we know them all. And meanwhile, it's it's just all this vague nonsense. They, it's it's psychological projection. At a ludicrous scale is really what it is to a great extent. I, I mean, it really comes down to that. This whole time they were like fretting and fussing about a government tyranny that's coming down. And now, from what I gather, like, let's let's just advocate for the right tyranny and the right guy in charge. And let's call it something else. Let's call it uh america being great or let's call it um you know standing up for the you know traditional values or some garbage like that like let's pretend like uh the country was something in the past which it wasn't ever actually in reality anyway but we we want to believe it was so therefore it is and what the mind believes, belief is a powerful thing. Something can be utter garbage, be the exact opposite of truth, but not matter. If everybody believes the opposite of truth and they build a world based on those uh, ulterior motives not being true, but they absolutely believe it is true, what happens? I don't know. Why don't we just go ahead and find out? It looks like a lot of people are really excited to do that. Well, and I say, enjoy yourselves. Have your world. Take it. It's fine. I, I will make the oddball choice, as I always have, to kind of take a step back and say, you know what? If that's what you want, if you think you're going to get what – if you think you're going to really get something out of this – just go ahead and uh, test that theory out, okay? I'll be here observing the whole thing. <clears throat> Whether I make it through to the other side, I don't know. Maybe. I. You might find I get a bit annoying after a while and you have to get rid of me. But if so, if it, gets, if it gets to that point, then I'll say good because I, I don't want to – I have a pretty good inkling where your experiment's going to go. So you take it. And just ruin everything and have fun doing it because I'm not going to do it with you. I'll, I'll choose the other option if you, if you catch my drift. And I'm more than happy to do that and I will.
I will do that. And that's, uh, I mean, I, I, I made that decision long ago, and I'm sticking to it. And so that's my game plan. My game plan isn't anything specific. You see that? Is that interesting? Am I a fool for not making specific goals? The world has told me I'm an idiot. And um, maybe I should listen to them sometimes. But usually I don't really listen and I don't really care. Again, character flaw of me. That's why I'm doing this. What I'm doing now is because I have that character flaw. I don't care I do not care what you say. I don't care what you're doing. I, I, <laughs> I'm basing my projections of the future on uh, all of the evidence I've been able to gather, and things don't look good from my point of view, but you think it's awesome. So you just go with it. Just go with it. That's what I'll say. So I will be here. The Age of Transitions will continue as a show. Sometimes I'll call out specific people and, and tell you how ridiculous and just how outright liars they are and how they're the, um, was it the Pied Piper? Is that it again? Sometimes I'll do that, but more often than not, I won't name names. I Honestly, I feel like people should be able to figure that out for themselves. <clears throat> But where it really has to be done, I will. But I'll, I'll keep that to a minimum, to be honest. Um, should we have not learned by now? Again, but I, I'm, I consider myself in a privileged position. I'll come back to that point. I do think that privileged position in that I've seen enough, I've done enough, I've been part of this scene for long enough that I know a lot of the ins and outs. And overall, it's an utter dump. That's my overall take. Now you go out there and you do what you want. You listen to what you want. You take in what you want. You make what you want. The people on the same on the side of the microphone like me. I'm for freedom of speech. I'll bet at some point you'll say I'm not. But hey, you go and you say what you want to at that microphone. Because with each passing word, the truth becomes more apparent to me. I don't know how many other people uh, have gotten the point yet, but I hear you loud and clear. So keep talking. Keep talking. Um, I'll be here listening because, honestly, I like listening more than I like talking. So it's kind of ironic that I have a show where I have to talk, but here we are. Um, <laughs> anyway. I will continue listening and gathering the required evidence for what may amount to nothing in the end. But I'm gathering information nonetheless because that's what I do. Uh, we'll see what comes of it. We'll see. I'm, I'm not too – I'm honestly, I'm not worried at all. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I am not worried. Things, things will work out as they do. I don't need to be anybody's dictator. I don't, I'm not interested in it. Um, but maybe I ought to be. Maybe I'd be a little better off. That's what they're telling me. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? It doesn't really matter. Uh, but we're coming up on the end of the show. We're 
coming near, and I think I actually made it to an hour's amount of time here. I ended up saying a lot more than I believed I would because I didn't know if I even felt like saying anything, but guess I did. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, this is the Ocelli Radio Network Sunday nights. This is what you get. Uh, new show uh, before the age of transitions, and then we've got uh, this, and then we've got Uncle the podcast, so do keep listening there. Going to have Uncle coming up. I'm going to fire up the live stream video if you want to watch that. Of course, we'll be live on the radio on ochili.com as well, so just stay there if that's where you're at. Um, Theageoftransitions.com is my website. My name is Aaron Franz, and as always, I will leave you by saying, Seeker, Seeker. The Shelly.com Radio Network. Wall Street Gold. Silver. The stock market. Wall Street Perhaps you're invested deeply. Perhaps you're not in deep enough. Maybe you're thinking about getting started. WallStreetWindow.com Michael Swanson, the brilliant author of The War State, understood these trends professionally for many years, and now he gives you the benefit of his knowledge. WallStreetWindow.com Go there now. Go there now. Go there now.
The views expressed by callers, co-hosts, or anyone else who happens to get on the air at Ocelli.com do not necessarily reflect the views of Ocelli.com or Chuck Ocelli. And we are not responsible for any stupidity which might ensue. Thank you. Shelly.com radio network. You give a poor man a fish and you feed him for a day. You teach him to f- to fish. You give him you give him an Through conversation. Ocelli.com. Morning, 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 morning. This is a Mercy Podcast. Code Red, Code Red, Code Red, here we are. Pick up your iPads, your cell phones, and have me and listen to Uncle the Podcast. Watch out. If you're sitting down for this, or if you're standing up, you better get ready for this, because it's going to hit the air, eardrums. Uncle the Broadcast. You are listening to Uncle the Broadcast. My name is Aaron. I'm the nephew-in-law. Here with me is the Star Show Uncle. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are 309, I believe it is, tonight. Sounds right, Uncle. And so, we have calls going crazy. Yeah, check it, check. It's crazy. It's wild always on a Sunday night at Shelly.com. You can call in when we're live on the network, uh, 319-527-5016, or Skype uh, Charles.Ocelli. You type him a message on Skype. <clears throat> type a message to Charles.Ocelli. He'll bring you on the show, or call 319-527-5016. We're live with Uncle the Broadcast. What's going on, Uncle? We have... Um some cool. We have some bad news there, so I get. <clears throat> Did the New York uh, Giants lose? You kicked out of the pool. <laughs> I'm kicked out of my work uh, NFL pool thing. Yeah. If they would have won, I would have been right there, but uh, it's over for this week. Yeah. There's always next week, Uncle. I came close. I came no, close. no, no. I did uh, remarkably good. If you listened to me for a little bit on that first game, you might have been in the money. Yes, it's true. But it's true. If it's I ever get. If I get, what's his name on this line? He'll even would tell you. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, um, Jimmy Boy. Uncle's talking about how I, I, I picked Kansas City Chiefs to win over Detroit Lions. My gut actually told me that the Lions would win, but mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I went with the safe bet. Kansas City, and I was horribly wrong. I should, if I would have done that, I'd still be in the runnings for it, Uncle, but I, yeah. I goofed that one up. What can I say? I did, however, pick the LA Rams to beat the Seahawks, and nobody else did. Yeah, you got one. I got, that's they that's got one. one out of the way. I feel that vindicated one. there, Uncle. Yeah, they don't, they tell you, don't need, um, Cooper Cup, even though he was hurt. Still, they have his backups. They still won. And they, and they still won it. So. They, um, uh, My boy did his job. Amazing performance by the L.A. Rams today. I'm very happy to see that they're at least decent this year. Now, yeah. coming up next week against San Francisco, I think it's going to be a different story. I don't well, plan maybe, that they'll win. But. Maybe or maybe not. Depends. We have to look it over. I I want them to win, but honestly, I doubt that they will. San Francisco is very good, but uh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I, I'm I'm excited. Let me, let I'm me excited. say this. I'm excited. I'll be shocked if they do win. I, I would be uh, be shocked. <laughs> Even by I do pick them. If I don't pick them and pick the 49ers, because mm-hmm. I'm going five with them in this coming week, and and just for the heck of it, say that. Mm-hmm. Um. I wind up losing. That's fine too. I, I might, I might think about that. Maybe. Yeah, give it some I thought. I thought on that one because. Hey, I mean, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, the first week of National Football League play, it's back. We're just having fun with it. You know, yeah. we're enjoying ourselves. We're taking in the games. We're enjoying the work pools for what it's worth. You know, we're just. He comes in here around. With the paper, paper signing. Hey, look at this. Look at this. Come to me. You're really good at this. So uh, I go through, through it, the process. And, yeah. Dang, this is fun. You had some pretty good opinions on a, a few of them, I got to say, Uncle. You're pretty good on a few yeah, of them. Well, I did it once in uh, Jacksonville. Yeah. And the, um, people gave me the sheet, and I sat in on my breaks to... Oh, Uncle, I'm in the Ocelli.com chat room right now. I'm seeing that uh, Ray down in Australia had the beer that we had last week. He had Bitburger, and he reviewed it himself. Do you want to hear how he reviewed that beer? The one that we had? The the one from Germany we drank on last uh, last week's show, yeah. Oh, he, he drank it now. Yeah, he gave it a 7 out of 10. Oh, man. Is that right? <laughs> hey, this guy did it the first time. Ten out of ten. I shocked me. One of so times. one out of how many times? Very few. Uh, you fellow, who's that guy dancing? Right. <laughs> I've got some new, really idiotic graphics. I'm playing around with Uncle. So, if um, don't mind me, if I'm just adding in some crazy. Actually, th- these graphics would be really good for a DJ show to play around with. Like I'm kind of like getting them set, and if I do like. Interesting cross fades. I can see, like, if I were to fade in this image, which is the roof of the Integratron, and I were to do a nice little cross fade with this weird little man that's dancing. I'm not sure who he is. He's dancing. And you get quite the little crazy psychedelic effect. Isn't that pretty wild right there, Uncle? Wouldn't that be really good with some uh, cool music behind it playing? 
I, can, I feel like I could really get grab someone's attention on Twitch with that. But I know it isn't. Maybe I don't know. But what? But what if instead of that, we we did a fade with and we put that? Maybe we like that image a little better. We do that. Well, no, that was because the hurricane. Or maybe we want, we want a different background. Maybe we like the outdoors of the desert. We, we want to go from indoors of the Integratron to outdoors. We do a little. Crossfade there. Oh, I know. That's how I feel about that. Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful specimen. Look at all of the branches. How many years did it take to grow? And um, if you're not watching the live feed, this probably doesn't make a lot of sense. It's just us babbling away. But I'm playing around with the live stream graphics, Uncle. What do you think? I can see. Do you approve or disapprove? That's okay. Good enough. Good enough. We'll have to do. Taking a load off now? I'm trying to. You, you feeling okay? I'm trying to get this down to me. Okay, okay. Get it on down. This get down where it needs to be. Um, okay. We're just here, Uncle. We're just well, here making a show. Well, here we are on the show, and uh, who have uh, anyone call on the telephone? Yeah, call it in. Call it in. 319-527-5016 or Skype Charles Sardicelli. Send him a message. He'll bring you on. Oh, Uncle, why don't we talk about the desert and our little trip out there this week? That was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that? We had we had to go. We went Friday. Mm-hmm. We did. Me and him went Friday. We did. And she, of course, had, was working at home. Yes. And so it was just us. We had cleaned up. For the next guest. Yes, we did. Things are going pretty well with all that. It is moving along, I say, that desert house. Not bad. Well, we'll take know, it. They got they got some booked uh, this coming month, months, this month. Yeah, yeah, we've got, bo- we got bookings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boys, they got September booked. Uh, I don't know about October yet, but it's looking pretty good overall. But yeah, anyway, we were out there and we we had a wildlife encounter. You want to talk about that? Oh, oh, oh let's oh, talk yeah. about that crazy thing. We had we had a. I made a mistake on my video. First of all, your video. What on Instagram? Yeah, on my Instagram. What was the mistake we made? Uh, she isn't scared of oh. that. Uh, but it was the other thing. I yeah. was confused. Yeah, but yeah, but what was the video? Because I think a, a lot of people might not have seen the um, video. Actually, this, this um, tramp lops, yes. lobster chop on the tree. We saw a desert lobster, didn't we? Yeah, it was like a lobster chopping, kind of like that. Yeah, and he was like, kind of like plain a, white, plain white lobster, white. The size of it. <laughs> I haven't seen a, a size that big before. Uh-huh. But the same, I've seen the smaller ones, but not that size. That size was absolutely big. It was a big desert lobster crawling up a tree. Yeah. I watered the tree. Uh, ironically, the lobster didn't like water. Yeah, no, he started climbing up the tree. That's what got him out of it. I scared him out. I scared him out, and then we start seeing him. Then we saw it. Yeah, it was actually yeah. So I mean, 
So I, I we have a tree in the yard. I was watering it, yeah. and yeah, as a spring, and it was funny because as I was watering the ground as spring, I'm like, I was just thinking about all the desert animals. How like by placing water on the ground, like I was doing with a hose, like oh, this is going to like attract a lot of animals. It's like a big change in the environment. Like me spraying water all over the place, it's going to attract them to drink it, and it's going to make them like move around and stuff. I had that in my head. And then a little bit after that, this very large scorpion that was that yeah, climbs scorpion. up the trunk That's of the tree. I was like, scorpion. "Oh my gosh!" I I saw. I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Look at that thing!" It's like this big, pale-colored scorpion. Yeah. It was like five inches long, probably with its tail curled, not even at, like outstretched. At, it was about that at big. At least five. It, it had to be big. at least five. It was big, but the tail mm-hmm. was curled up, like you said, mm-hmm. but couldn't. If that thing came out wrong, <laughs> I would have thought that that tail would have been out of the tree and just sitting there. Yeah, it had a large tail. Uh, it, it had a large tail with the stinger on the end, obviously. It had those claws. It was like yeah. a very light-colored scorpion, kind of like white, tannish, uh, yeah. pale-colored. Right. Um, it was... It was big. It was really big. I was like, "Oh, whoa!" It was. It was really cool because I'd I've seen one other scorpion out there before, but it was a much much smaller. Maybe in a baby of the same kind of scorpion. I don't know, but it was way smaller than this. Here he is. Oh, yeah, there we go, Uncle. Horn telephone. I know. I think I know who it is. Uh, go ahead and uh, call your name. Hello? Oh, the scorpions! Rock you like a hurricane. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the hurricanes. I was tempted to put that in the Instagram video, but I couldn't put the song and have Uncle's audio at the same time. So I was like, ah, we'll just do the regular audio. I almost did that. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. I got some news yeah, for you. What, what did I tell, hey, what hmm. did I tell you a week ago? I, would, I said, what did I say? I predict that one week I, w- I would be telling you something, though. I know what it is. He was right. He, he was right. But the psychic here I know, doesn't I know. listen to me. I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I honestly, Jimmy, I in my gut I was like, you know what? I think the Lions are gonna win. But yeah. then I, I I decided to go with Kansas City foolishly. If I known Kelsey would have been out, that would have been the straw that made me go, Okay, we're going with the Lions. But still Oh sure, that's the point where everyone started getting on board. I was like, Man, I knew I should have betted on this. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been a good bet. You have, man, yeah, you would have made out on that one. But uh oh well. It's, uh, we're happy that your team's doing good. That's yeah, cool. really good in that first game. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then and then it goes then oh, then Boom. Oh, I'm sorry, Uncle. I, I you were gonna, you, you were going to say something to me that I interrupted to begin with before I went on about the lines. What, what was it uh, that you originally uh, going to say? I was going to say about the other game. Um, he picked our team, the Rams. The, the Rams. Yep. And I said, I picked them. Go with the Rams. They'll beat. That? They'll beat Seattle. They will beat Seattle. Yeah, no, I, Believe me. They will beat Seattle. And what did they do? They did. Smack the bumps out of them. They did. I was so, happy about that. You got and that. I think, and I think the, the Lions play them next. I think we're going to beat them too, honestly. We, you you um, play uh, uh, the Rams? No, no, we play the 49ers. No, no, we're going to play. We, 
No, we're playing the Seahawks next week. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you guys are playing the Seahawks. I'm saying it. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying if the Rams beat them, I'm confident we'll beat them. Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll probably beat them. Don't matter where. 12 man means nothing. In that standpoint. Mm -hmm. But, um, they, um, so, so then we have, he comes in. Needed my help to pick these things, so I'm going here trying to figure out the picking. And he took, of course, took his other team. Took the other team. Uh, uh, Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles Chargers over Miami. Of course, I didn't know what was going to happen, even so. But and something. Told me something interesting at the end of that game. They are coming back. Coming on back. Here they and come. He, and they came back. And one team here, I got beat by them. And people that were saying that they're going to be good this year, if two was good, they're going to be there. Oh yeah, we're talking about the Chargers and the, uh, the Miami. Yeah, I, I, I picked and, the Chargers and, on that one. I know. That's where you fell for. You got fell down for on your first game. Yeah, well, I on mean, it was so close. You can't fault me for no, making no. that choice. No, like, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. They definitely could have. It's a darn Tyreek Hill. He foiled us. That's that Hill man. He can fly. Yeah, he got some receivers. Yeah. Watch him. I would have gone away with it if it weren't for that. Darn Tyreek Hill and his meddling dog. Meddling dog? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Scooby-Doo, uh, he had part of it, too. Mm, I, I don't know that. if you saw him on the sidelines, but he was there for the Dolphins, okay? Oh. No, I mean? I haven't heard that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you're, you're not, you're not on the same wavelength, bro. Uh, I, I didn't see that one coming. But, yeah, I know. Surprise. But, uh, so, that's what that boy so how are you feeling, Jimmy, about this whole thing? Oh, I'm doing all right. I, I was just thinking on this mascot stuff, though, that, like the Detroit Lions, we should be required to have a real lion there present. <laughs> yeah, well, like they a, do it. The they, uh, they had the lions for him. But uh, I don't know if PETA would be uh, – they'd be a little upset about that, I'm thinking. Uh, other than that, I mean, it's a cool idea. Uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting idea, but uh, yeah. I don't know if the line would want to be there either. That's the issue with that. Okay. Um, well, this um, – I used to know a pretty famous cougar. Oh, yeah? Who was that? Who was that? Yeah, the, 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 remember the one that used to be on Murphy used to go, wow. Yeah, I knew that cat. I knew a cat. Look at that, Uncle. Hmm. Celebrities. Wow. Impressive. Well. Um, that cat's gone further than anyone, anyone else in town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really made well, a name for themselves. Um, so, um, so... What I like about his idea in this stuff, I sort of enjoyed him bringing that, bringing it in. 
Because uh, yeah, I was doing I, I was doing a pool at, at work. Yeah, so I mean, uncle's getting involved in, in helping and helping. I to enjoy and those things. Yeah, it was it was a good time. We had a, yeah. we had a lot of fun this week playing that. Yeah. Even though I didn't win, but I came close enough. I was like, ooh, that was yeah. exciting. Uh, that was fun. So, did all right. Did all right. Not bad for the first game, first week. I mean. Press the button, everybody. Go to at Uncle Podcast on Instagram. Yeah. See press that, that button. Press the button, and you, you'll see the Scorpion video, and then you'll see more. You get more great smack. content afterwards. You don't want to smack it. Smack, smack the buttons. I was saying, who's in that chat room that's been banging around in the eardrums? There's a whole lot of banging going on around, isn't there? I don't know. That's what I've been hearing. Uncle's been hearing the click clacks from Ocelli dot com chat. There's a lot of chatting. People are there. They're in there. Uh, Phase Shifter's talking about Squirrel Nation. Squirrel Nation. That almost sounds like an NFL fan base, Squirrel Nation. Oh, no. That would be a cool NFL team, the Squirrels. Maybe it could be an expansion team. That probably is. That could work. Right? That could work for a name. I don't think anyone else has ever called themselves no Squirrels. The Squirrels. Why not? I mean, it works, right? I can see it. A squirrel can be kind of tough, you know. They're kind of scrappy little things. Any Ed Ed wouldn't mind it. Yeah, his boys be doing that. Could be a cool team. Something different. Yeah. Some thoughts were not. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You could go all sorts of. I mean, the the goofballs at the stadium could be like, yeah, the nutheads, and they could wear an acorn on their head and act like kooks, and you know, like this is the the nut zone, or you know, something like that. Yeah. The, I mean, come on, everybody. How do you not think of this already? Yeah. Get on it, NFL. Some city that doesn't have a team. We're giving you the idea. You you may take it and run with it. Yeah. They can win that though. Uh-huh. So now, Bartolo String, since we're in that same boat, riding around, mm-hmm. the big Monday night game is going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, it's Buffalo and uh, uh, New, New York, York Jets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is going to be wild. Mm-hmm. But you know, I picked Buffalo. I know. Well, Even though you're out of the program, anyway. yeah, it doesn't really matter. But you know, it doesn't matter anymore to you. I still, for some reason, I still want to be right because being yeah. right is so much fun. We'll see. Yeah. Isn't it so, great? Yeah. So, uh, what do we have on our listening show? Uh, well, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm I'm trying to get some guests lined up. Actually, we have you? yeah, we should have one next week. I've, I've got a guy that wants to come on next week. So, if everything works out, we should have a guest on here next week, Uncle. Yeah. So be sure we're actually we, looking for a guest. We we should have a guest next week. So everybody, be sure to uh, listen in on Ocelli dot com next Sunday night, eleven p.m. Eastern, uh, and you will be blessed with a wonderful guest spot on Uncle the broadcast. We will get doing, some equipment. Well, it's, they're going to call in. They're going to call into the show. Uh-oh. It's a call-in guest. But, yeah, well, actually, we're hoping to work on some in-studio guests, too. And for that, Are I should get some new again? equipment. <laughs> Who's a jet you? What was that? What was that? Sounded like a... Little accidental button push on my part. Sorry. Oh, button. You shooting button. What new shooting buttons? It's a button. I didn't say you with a button. 
Jack, you have a button too? Press the I, button. I got a lot of buttons. I can make a lot of noises during your show, Uncle. And uh, sometimes I, I just accidentally uh, hit something and it played. So it was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Jeez. Well, Uncle, I think it could be a good thing because he pressed A button. He didn't press the button, but it was A button. I'll call that close enough in this case. Yeah. That's right. Smash that like button on any platform you're watching or listening because uh, we need it all. Likes, likes, likes. Yeah. That's right. Chuck knows, Uncle. Chuck knows. Okay, well, if there ain't no one else on the line, I got another question for you, Uncle. Go ahead. Or Aaron. He's or here. Chuck. <laughs> no, there, yeah. So I was this. I was just browsing, you know, all these crazy crime podcasts, and this one was about, I guess, there's a professional wrestler called the Croatian Giant who was apparently murdered. Are you aware of this? Uh, no. When when was he a wrestler? Was he in WWE or what's what's all story? Yeah, that's what it said. Yeah, I don't know anything about said. this guy. I didn't yeah. even... I don't know anything about this guy, just for the record, so I know nothing on it. Go ahead. Is, is, he, is he that guy that wore that weird bodysuit that looked like he was naked, but he had weird hair on his shoulders and stuff, and he was literally like eight feet tall? Was he that guy? He's like huge, absolute like giant guy. That sounds right. That sounds right to me. Mm-hmm. But okay. I, I haven't listened to the podcast yet, and... But he he was definitely WWE and okay. It sounds like the events took place like in the ter- early two thousands. He was murdered. He was murdered. Yeah, I guess so. Oh God, I didn't know about that. A murdered wrestler? Huh? Is is it like a mystery? Nobody knows who the who the culprit was. All That's that sort what of thing. Sounds like. No, they seem to pretty much know from what it, well, it sounded like. They pretty much blame it on their version of their mafia. A quick a quick look at uh, a Canadian news website called globalnews.ca. Uh, apparently, let's see, when did this happen? September 19th of 2015 is the date of this article. Um Winnipeg in Canada, a 59-year-old woman is now facing life behind bars with no chance of parole for at least 25 years after being convicted of first-degree murder. Rita Kushine was found guilty of conspiracy to commit murder in the death of a former professional wrestler known as, quote, the Croatian giant, end quote. Uh, Ivan Radakaj. Okay, which is spelled R-A-D-O-C-A-J, 43, was killed in 2007. Uh, Cushing testified in her own defense at trial, claimed she didn't know about the plan to attack him. However, the Queen's bench justice did not buy it. Cushing's son, Donald, Richard, and three others have already been convicted for their roles in the murder. Uh, so apparently, yeah, this is something that happened in 2007. She was convicted in 2015. And uh, that's the way the official story stands. Now, is there a conspiracy or whatever else? It doesn't mention it here in the general global news article. I'll put that link in the in the uh, chat room at Ocelli.com, by the way, just in case anybody else wants to look at it. Okay. Now, I'm still trying to figure out who the Croatian giant is. is. Yeah, yeah, there, there's pictures of him in the article, I'm just saying. But he doesn't look yeah. familiar to me at all. I, I don't remember this guy from anywhere. 
Yeah, I'm not finding much. I'm not. I don't think he's the guy that I suspected earlier. Where that weird suit thing. I I don't know who it is. That might have been one of the barbarian guys at some point who had this like you know odd sort of like drawn on muscles on like a fleshy colored suit. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that I, I I'll look it up. But I yeah I, I'm I don't know something's ringing a bell in my head like he was some kind of barbarian, not barbarian mm-hmm. like road warrior barbarian, but another guy like the barbarian or something mm-hmm. like that. And he was extra big and he probably didn't last long. But this guy I don't remember at all. Croatian giant. Mm. I don't either. I don't remember him either. Mm. Uncle, did, did you ever see the Croatian giant? Maybe, maybe you saw it. No, I haven't heard about him. No, so you know, lots of other giants. I remember Kamala, the Ugandan giant, Andre yeah. the giant, Andre the giant. I knew of them and stuff because they've been on the TVs. But yeah, for a minute there, not they, like yeah, they called that guy like the Big Show. The, not the show. Them yeah. on. TV. Right. Otherwise, we would have said something. Right. For a minute there, they they showed that guy that they called the Big Show later. He was something giant. Even uh, Big John Studd at one point started calling himself the Giant John Studd. Although he was not as big as Andre, and that was his big rivalry. And his whole gimmick for a little while was, we'll pay you 10 grand if you can slam me. Um, Remember that? Yeah, yeah. That was Big John Studd's gimmick or Andre the Giant's gimmick? Oh, Big John Studd's uh, gimmick. Big John oh, says it is. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember hearing stories about Andre the Giant really disliked him, and he would beat up on him pretty bad. That is, I, I, the, I think that came up in the Andre the Giant biographies. Like he just That was one of the guys, like, I suppose yeah. if you crossed Andre the Giant or he just didn't like you, he would take the opportunity in the ring to actually hurt you, which, you know, doesn't take a lot of effort on this part. So yeah. he, would, uh, he would make you pay for your... Uh, When you're like seven foot four and five hundred pounds, I imagine it wouldn't be too hard to hurt somebody else. Um, (laughs) You know, I mean, think about that. That's like you know, two of me, uh, weight wise, and you got to add another foot. Let's see, got to add another foot and four inches to my height. I mean, that's a hell of a thing. Uh, I don't want to. I don't even want to wrestle with that. For God's sake, yeah, you could easily hurt you accidentally or on purpose, right? Yeah, Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you would do that move where you like. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Jimmy. Oh, the best part of that documentary on him was when when the macho man, they were talking, he used to hurt me, man. I didn't like it. He picked me up like it was a toy. (laughs) Well, Randy... Reno compared to Andre was not big at all. I mean, he wasn't even big no, compared to no. most of the contemporary wrestlers. It was just, yeah. I mean, he was a big guy, kind yeah. of. Yeah. But, like, not when you got, you know, not when you start getting into the seven-foot range and well over 300-pound range, he starts getting dwarfed. I mean, Randy <laughs> was a little small, even though he had mm-hmm. all those skills and he'd been from the wrestling family, the Popos and all that. So I could imagine Andre throwing him around like a rag doll. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole Hogan made him look very tiny. It's a, he was definitely, as far as wrestlers go, not very large. Yeah, and, and Hogan, I think, uh, his I official you, measurements are like eight you inches. You guys shorter, just got to see one live. If oh, you haven't. Oh, in a band. Yeah. But those done uh, something. To see one live, you're, you're all fl- you all will flip out. Yeah, it'd be cool. Mm. That'd be fine. Uh, I have, and be fine. No, come out, Tony's Tony coming out. 
kind of stuff this guy's do. And this is on bum television. Oh, yeah. Well, but, Uncle, I saw Andre. I saw Andre live in Asbury Park right there at the convention hall. Huge Mm -hmm. Andre was. He was shaking, you know, touching Mm -hmm. your hands as he's going through, right? And, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not a small guy, as I've always said. I mean, I'm not a giant guy at all. I'm six foot tall. I got fairly large hands. I stuck my hand out, you know, try and get the little little touch or a little shake on his way through. And my my hand just like disappeared, like 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 a toddler's hand disappears in a grown man's hand, like you know in Andre's hand. I was like, wow, this guy's huge, yeah. man. He had missed. See, I, I I told you, it's seeing like I said, Chuck. It's seeing somebody live in itself. Mm-hmm. You just go, you try to find a ticket, you go to these things, and boom. When I saw that one time, I went with my friend, and we both went in, and boy, and there was there was uh, um, um. What decade are we talking? Did we talking you go? Eighties, nineties. Yeah, and where did you go? In New York or Florida or uh, in Florida, Florida oh, okay. area. Nineteen nineties, two thousands, maybe even. Two uh, thousands. Yeah, it might have been. Uh, Who were the main main stars you remember seeing? Who were the biggest? Macho, Macho Man. I think was Macho Man wrestling. Uh, no, the three, the three big um, new names, but he started as little munchkins. One around there. Boom, boom, boom. They start as a munchkin, then they grew into like a big guy. Yeah, this is what the rest. Of Maybe is. he's talking about yeah. that guy who was uh, the Irish guy uh, who was running around, and for a minute there, they had like uh, uh, leprechauns with him. What, what? Who was that guy? Um, leprechauns. How yeah. do I forget this one? Yeah, no, he was guys some. Come in the stadium. He had red down, hair. Down, right? down the down the backside. To the to the leprechauns to the thing yeah and here they come I mean they own uh, little things coming down only trying to do a wrestling match oh gosh and 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 everybody fighting it going crazy and and these little things around the fans feet. You're not talking about like Doink and Dink the clowns, are oh, you? That know. like Doink the clown. He had that guy that was the little guy that was also dressed like him, and he was named Dink. It wasn't that, was it? Well, for a, for a little while, there were these little leprechaun guys who used to come out with a guy yeah. who had red hair, and yeah. uh, and and was you know said they they would play like you know very stereotypical like Irish jig kind of you know do 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 and like you're waiting I mean, for these, it, it yeah. was really a character show, like watching a show on a show on the on 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 the on the uh, on the TV. On, on a stage. Okay. Uh, it's like one of them. Yeah. And he comes down on, start talking about in in the in the, in the ring. So this is the one that you remember the best is whatever this. So he probably went to a TV is. taping where they have these things that go on in between because you know the regular wrestling matches used to be. Right. You just got wrestling right. unless they were taping it for TV or they were broadcasting it live. Right, right, right. They, 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 yeah. Okay. There, there was the T. You're right. There was a TV. So there and were they cameras were taping it mm-hmm. from the TV. Right. <laughs> in this, and we're sitting there, sitting there live watching this. And and all the people that are on the TV watching this 
is how they do, how they do it. It's very, very complicated. So was it like a Monday Night Raw or Thursday wait, 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 wait. Night Something event like that was nationally televised? Monday it was. Night it was. Okay. And they it probably was like had, Monday yeah. It was. Okay. And I think he's and, trying to tell you uh, about the big screens but, that are inside of the place while you're sitting there because you can actually look up and there's like a big screen so the people in the nosebleed seats can actually see what's happening. Uh, right. right? And so they got the giant screens that you could see it from any side. They put it like on all four sides or at least two sides of the ring, right? Right. Yep. And then uh, you see actually what the cameras are picking up on those screens or you can look down at the live action but you know if you're way up in the nosebleeds again way in the back maybe you're better off looking at the screen it's a fairly close to the ground you guys were close Uh, okay yeah yeah we were we were and man where we saw the spit coming out of when they were shooting Oh yeah. And when they now hit each I other, see when they start hitting each other, yeah, yeah, bang, 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 yeah, and they're hitting the floor on the floor on the mat, bang, oh, yeah. bang, bang. Exactly. They're not hitting people by popping their hands, pop them out. Not always. They they, they hit the gun like uh, on the feet. Yeah, they're, on the they're, mat, they're, they're and they're going them back, yeah. slamping, going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. So now you know that's all fake. See, it's all that, fake, but I'll tell you, back right. back when I saw that Andre thing, though, Uncle, I saw something incredible. There was a guy named uh, Mr. Fuji, right, who was okay. still a wrestler. He becomes a manager later, uh, but at right. this time when I saw Andre, this is like the 80s, uh, I think early 80s, I was real young. But I'm real close, right, like almost front row. And uh, Mr. Fuji used to do a thing where he threw salt in the corner of the ring, and sometimes, you know, his gimmick would be throw it in the eyes of the guy when the ref wasn't looking, right, that right, kind of right. They, they had all that. That's what was, goes on. Well, I was close what? enough to get hit with the saw. Didn't you also have a cane? What about his cane with the knife? The cane came in later when he's a manager. I'm talking about oh, when he was yeah. a wrestler. He was in a tag team with a guy named Mr. Saito. Anyways, oh. so it was Fuji and Saito, the tag team. They're wrestling. They're bad guys. And the salt came and hit me. That's how close I was. And when they came out, they go to fight outside of the ring for a minute. I'm like, you know, five feet from these two guys going at it. And he picks them up and slams them on the cement at Convention Hall. No pad. <laughs> okay. No ring. No nothing. Picked him up and dropped him. You could hear this guy's back slap on the cement. Like, you know. They like, yeah. do that, too. Yeah. I mean, they come up, take them out of the ring, and like you're saying. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, the, the, slap, the slap was louder than the crowd around me when his back hit the floor. And I just went, ooh, that had to be uncomfortable. And I mean, I knew it was all fake, you know. But, yeah. you know, they're, they're sitting there swinging. They barely come near him. Of course, if it's on TV, you change the angle a little bit, blah, blah, blah. I know. But I don't know how you fake getting dropped on your back on that cement. That sounded like impact to me. And I was like, oof. That had yeah. to sting, man. You and know. and the guys that do the walk, that were there. Bushwhackers. Bushwhackers. So, so you oh, saw I the Bushwhackers. Oh, okay. yeah. I love the Okay, so this was the 80s then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when they were a tag team. Yeah, yeah. That was the 80s, maybe early 90s, maybe. Somewhere in that's when you saw this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, bouncing back and forth. And, uh, and, then, and then they came and they start taking the ring apart. <laughs> Guys chowing down the food like he's eating something. So oh, wait yeah, a minute, they're taking half the rings down. 
Yes. And here the people are looking at this crazy nut trying to play in the wrestling. Mm-hmm. I, it's just absolutely ridiculous watching all these guys. It's all faking going around there trying to whip the, whip the wings apart. <laughs> <laughs> They're hungry, Uncle. They sure are hungry now. So they eat. Yeah, them, I, they I, eat I like that. I remember uh, that. The bushwhackers yeah. used to chew on wood and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they had, a, um, they had a fun gimmick. They, I, I like. I always liked that because I was a kid when they were around. I always liked them, so they were fun. Okay, like that team. Um, you, you guys are never going to believe this. You know? Do you know how long the career of the Bushwhackers actually was? You'll never guess it. Probably long. Was it as a tag team. Uh, as, as a tag team. Uh, I don't know. Probably ten years. Okay. Various changes of name. But ready for this? 36 years as a tag team. They started wow. in 1966. Oh, for that long? Dig this. They started in 1966, and they were called the Kiwis. All right? And they wrestled in Australia. Okay? Yeah. Maybe Ray knows something about this. He's, he's listening. <laughs> then they became the New Zealand Sheep Herders. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Then they became, oh. and, and that was in, uh, let's see, what year? 1978. Then in 81, they became the new sheep herders, all right? And they started moving up a little bit, okay? Uh, let's see. Jonathan Boyd and Rip Morgan, they were called, from 1985 to 1986. And there they were in Puerto Rico wrestling. Then they were called the Originals from 86 to 88, okay? Uh, and this is where they go to the UWF and all these other little things, along with Ted DiBiase, a bunch of people that would show up elsewhere. Uh, their first time with Jim Crockett promotions, etc. They go to Memphis. Uh, they go all over the place. Now, the Bushwhackers become a thing. You ready for this? In 1988. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah. And they yeah, wrestled apparently in the WWF, in and out, in and out of the WWF. From 1988 to 1996, uh, okay. they had a world tag team. They held the world tag team championship from 1991 to 92. Uh, let's see. They opened the night with 1993 with another opportunity against tag team Money Inc. in 93. Let's see. After the WWF. Okay. After leaving the WWF, the team made special appearances in the independent circuit, including a return to the WWC. Okay. Mm. Which uh, I don't even remember the WWC. Uh, they were part of something called 50 Years of Funk. They went into the ECW as Luke and Butch Dudley. As, uh, oh, they were the Dudleys? Well, yeah. they were Luke and Butch Dudley. As cousins, yeah. the Dudley brothers in 1999. So the, Bush, so the Bushwhackers were the Dudleys. That's the same guys? It's yeah. what it says here. In 1999, the Bushwhackers participated Bushwhack. in Heroes of Wrestling, where uh, Williams and Miller took on and defeated former WWF Tag Team Champions, the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. Okay. Now, when I think about it, that one Dudley brother looks like the Bushwhackers. I didn't realize it was the same guy. Yeah, it was. I didn't know that. Their last match. Is, is, is he from New Zealand for real? Are they from New Zealand? I'll go back to their to their early career and stuff, but uh, just to give you a, a closure on this, their last match as a team was on December 8, 2001 in Farmville, Virginia, losing to uh, Carnage and Mr. Big Stuff. Yikes. Uh, Miller would, uh, would retired from wrestling in 2001 after a neck injury, and Williams retired in 2002. Williams came out of retirement in 2007, where he worked 
for Ring of Honor appearances in New Zealand, Ultimate Championship Wrestling in Nova Scotia, Canada, and the Independent Circuit. As of 2022, he still uh, occasionally wrestles for independent shows in the United States at 75 years of age. Oh, God. And his uh, partner died... On April 2, uh, okay, April, uh, on the 2nd of April, 2023, Miller died at age 78, is what it says here. So, oh my God. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I did not realize wow. that, that Dudley's and, and, yeah. and them were the same. I, right. So, to go uh, back to their. They look familiar, though. To go back to their points of origin and all that good stuff, let's see. Build, they were billed as from being from New Zealand. Now, yeah, does it yeah, say yeah. that's where they were from? Let's see. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta find that out. Let's see the new sheep herders blah, 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 history. Let me see where their personal histories are. Boyd I, Morgan, I, I, they, yeah. Because the Dudley was it the Dudley boys, the Dudley brothers. Like, I remember them. I, the, there were all sorts of different iterations of the Dudleys. Right over time, and they were one. And they, yeah, they did that bit with like they'd throw people through the tables and they'd like jump off ladders and stuff. Yeah, that's that EC, that's that ECW Extreme Championship Wrestling, right? So that, yeah. That, yeah, that's when they put all the tables in the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they were famous for the bam, tables. Bam, bam, yeah. bam, they start knocking people down. Who's our next opponent? From that another table. They had that, that match with what the. Edge and Christian, and what yeah. was that other group of the guys that jumped around? They had a big ladder match that was really famous with those had guys. a couple of those. I forget the other team's name now. The Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys. The, Hardy Boys. the Dudleys, the Hardy Boys, and Edge and Christian, and that was like a really famous match where they're jumping off really high ladders and going through tables and jumping out of the ring and all this stuff. It's crazy to think that that was like a bushwhacker, that one guy. Mm. Yeah, so apparently, okay, Luke... Williams and Butch Miller started wrestling as the Kiwis for NWA New Zealand, later on known as All-Star Pro Wrestling in 1966. So that's where they started. It says they were billed as being from there. I, I can't. I'm looking for their personal thing. But uh, that's where their career started. And uh, I don't know. I got, I got to find I got to find their personal histories here. I guess yeah. I, I'll look them up under their re- regular names. And, uh, Interesting. Yeah. So maybe maybe that was the '90s that you went to the show, Uncle. Maybe it was like the early '90s. Does that sound right? Or yeah, that's sure? about right. It's maybe right in there. The early '90s. Yeah. But um, we saw also saw because um, that's a WWE event for um, sure in Florida. Little Munchkin. Uh, little um, green uh, yellow men. Was everybody a munchkin? That see, was he was the wrestling. Okay, but was like, the munchkin was you really saw? Small? Yes, there was, he was a lot of them. How many of them were there? Was there, the munchkin? There was a uh, little. Um, was the munchkin a clown or a? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a clown. clown. That's what I was saying. So Don't be doing. Don't be doing. Yeah. It's you saw that. You saw yeah. Doink and Ding. Doink and Ding. Are you sure about that? Yeah. But they uh there was there was before he became N O W with um Hulk with Hogan? the snake. With the snake. And uh Jake the Snake? Jake Jake the Snake. Before that they were the Lollipop Guild. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, clearly. Jake, I mean everybody remembers that. Uh, Jake the Snake. Uh, and, 
Rick the Model Martel. They started wearing these black uniforms. Black uniforms, okay. I mean, and and they started wearing the uh, NWO. NWN. Oh, New World Order NWO. Yeah, that's it. Well, that that was WCW. Yeah, yeah. That was WCW. Yeah. Was it, was it a WWE or WCW show and that you went to see? And then we had him. Well, and see, then we had, point, they were trading stuff um, back and forth. So, I mean, it's easy yeah. to confuse. I they, mean, yeah. Them two were going yeah, back true. and forth in the colors. But before that, he was a little... Um, um, oh, God. Here we go with the little again. He shrunk <laughs> down now? He's the, no, like, he made man. himself smaller? He's a big... He's a big... Li- um, <laughs> he's a big he's, little guy. What is the guy that he turned? Yeah, uh, X-Pac. Uh, he was yellow before he became Bart Simpson. Why, uh, black? Bart Simpson. Yellow before he became Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Think of his name. Hulk Hogan Hulk. goes from Hulk Hogan goes Who? from the yellow. Hulk Hogan goes from the yellow oh, shirt it, to the him. black shirt when he becomes oh, Hollywood okay. Hulk. <laughs> okay, yellow to black. Got he it, becomes yeah. Hollywood Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, Hulk, Hulk Hogan had his little men. <laughs> Little men. Yeah, just little men. Bam, bam, And before, before he became the NWO with Hollywood Hope. Hollywood Hope. Yes, that's so right. he yes. went from there to there, and I thought the guy was pretty good. That was that stuff. That was him becoming a heel when, up to that point, he right, had been right. the big uh, baby face of all baby faces, the number one guy. Right. He transformed into the heel, and that was the whole NWO, Hollywood Hogan, et cetera, et cetera, and all that. Right, right. Yeah. So we have all these. So you saw that. Had these little, little guys on these crazy wrestling operations. Uh-huh. They all get in the middle and they start to stoof. Disturb the match. Oh, you, you like the managers and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always do. I that, mean, yeah. that is crazy. Okay. It was like a character show watching. Oh. Watching a show like someone's in a calamity um, comic sh- show. Yeah. Like that oh, it's like that, yeah. And it was really okay. funny. Um, Jimmy, you following all this? You following this, Jimmy? Oh, I'm, I'm following. And, uh,. And furthermore, in defense of little people, <laughs> yeah. I find it outrageous that the Disney Corporation isn't hiring seven dwarves for the new Snow White movie. Instead, they've all been replaced by so-called magical creatures. Oh, really? just a bunch of weird street urchin-looking people. I don't know what's magical about them. See, because I don't understand... Is because I don't understand what's politically correct here, Jimmy. I don't know what the bigger foul is, right? Is it using dwarf, uh, well, dwarves, is it using little people in roles simply because they're little people? Is that staying to uh, integrity or is that exploiting little people or is it both? I can't tell anymore. I'm not sure what the politically correct thing is there. A little confused, Jimmy. What, what do you think? Well, I think poli- the, the political correct stuff needs to uh, 
go to hell. I mean, if yeah, the movie of course. calls for a certain part, they should be look like the part. I, I mean, know. I agree with you I don't there. See what's controversial? Well, I agree with you there. And here's the thing: some of these politically correct lefties, though, say, "Look, if it's an Asian character, get an Asian person to play it. If it's a handicapped character, get a handicapped ca- person to play it. If it's a black character, get a black person to play it. If it's you know, they say that all the time. If they're Latino, then it should be a Latino actor. Okay." And if it's sure, supposed they, yeah. they do that. But yeah. look at let's say you're running Saturday Night Live and you got ten guys and none of them are what you need. I mean, why can't you portray that in a lighthearted way? That I mean these days you'd be crucified. Yeah, I know, but but of course you got to include everybody now, even if they're not funny, because uh, that's why Saturday Night Live has thirty cast members. Uh, and, and I bet you can't. And, and then they have these little guys, little guys. <laughs> Don't forget the little guys. The little guys running around, and they, they get in the middle of these. <laughs> Little short little fellas. I just don't remember. Going back and forth, I don't remember so many wrestling matches. This this is how they are, Jimmy. Okay, okay. Aaron, you're too young. You're too young to remember the days of four or five. Look, there was days. I'm telling you, listen, Aaron, you got to understand. I guarantee if you look for film of it, you can find Andre the Giant wrestling five of what they called midgets on TV. Five midgets at once. That's true. A handicap match. In the the 70s, in the 70s, little people were very, very prevalent in wrestling. Yes, they were. There were, there were what they called. There were, no lie. No lie. There were what they called midget wrestlers, okay, that were part of main events all over the country in every kind of wrestling in the 70s. Absolutely true. Okay, okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Then we got we to gotta change Uncle's story. You didn't watch this show in the 80s. You didn't watch it in the 90s. It was the 70s that you were there in Florida. Watching a show, is well, that right? No, 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 I'm no, just no, trying no, to, wait, I'm just trying trying to get the timing right. Let's get the timing right. You're trying to get I'm the year. Who's right? I just gone there for a, it was a... I mean, you tell was, me Hollywood Hulk Hogan was there. That was, was like 98 was, or something. Yeah, but they still a had... Friday Night Smackdown. Oh, Aaron, you're, you're confusing me. Smackdown. Look, Aaron, you, you, let's get this straight. Uncle could have seen little people because they weren't wrestlers no more in the, in the 90s. Now they had them as leprechaun. Notice, I bring up the leprechaun. He brings up the clown. Indeed, there was a, a little person clown, a little person leprechaun, a little person this and that. They had little people here and there, but they weren't really doing the wrestling anymore. Now they were little additional pieces to somebody else's act. Like I told you, the one guy comes out doing the Irish jig. He's dressed in green. He's got green tights on, all that. He's got to come out with like two leprechauns throwing four-leaf clovers at the crowd as they dance down the aisle. I'm not kidding. This is yeah, what they're yeah, I know, I know. It's just, funny. I mean, it's a scat, but it's funny. It just points out how ridiculous this whole thing is. But I, I mean, I that's wrestling. I mean, okay. it's a circus. So it's, even it's, the guy, okay, in independent wrestling organizations went and got people like do, do you ever see okay you're semi-familiar with howard stern at some incarnation right yeah, oh yeah oh yeah, yeah so he had this yeah. little guy on there named beetlejuice yeah oh i know oh, beetlejuice yeah. oh yeah he was mentally yeah. handicapped he was a little person and uh, beetlejuice got into some of these wrestling acts some of these indie mm-hmm. wrestling acts uh, uh in in the new york area especially but 
in other parts of the country even. Beetlejuice was out there wrestling with people. He would just yell, I'm Beetlejuice. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they put him in a wrestling outfit, and his whole thing was, I want to keep the outfit. That that was his whole big thing. Somebody pay me, <laughs> and I want to keep the outfit. I mean, he did everything from with adult films to wrestling matches, Beetlejuice. But, but the point is, in the 90s, Uncle could have easily seen a bunch of little people involved in a TV promotion on right. a couple of different wrestling things. It could have been WCW. It could have been the brief thing where they had what they were calling NWO broadcasts. It was meant to look like some competition to the WCW. It could have been okay. ECW. Okay. And it could have been Friday WWE. Night all right, all right. It was Friday night. Friday night SmackDown. It was Friday night SmackDown. That's what it actually was. Hollywood Hulk Hogan was there. Hogan was there. A bunch of door, uh, a bunch of little people little were wrestling, people running around. A bunch First of them. match, little guy against short man, okay, and they're okay. going at each other Good. until they get to the main event. Oh, which, which was what? What was the main event? Uh, what the heck was it? It wasn't Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Uh, uh the Bushwhackers. Another, I forgot the names. Was the Rock there? Uh. Was Mankind there? Was um, Randy Savage? Because he was in the NWO, too. That's all right. It's all right. That's, uh, I, it was in the 90s. Was, quick question. Did, was this in the time when The Rock... Didn't The Rock always used to say... Or ask people what they think. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The Rock... The, the rock you, was there. Can you the rock smell? The rock, yeah, you're right, Jimmy. The can rock you, is there. The rock was I there. know what's cooking. Can you I smell? With the spoon. You know what's cooking. Can you smell oh. what the rock is cooking? That, cooking. that was his thing, right? Yeah, okay. Yes, yes. So I'm looking back. Here's a quick question for you. It'll help me out, Uncle. Did mm. Hollywood Hulk Hogan wrestle a big fat guy named Earthquake at this event? Mm. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That's when he was yellow. Yeah, yeah, but there's a couple of times he did it, and there was a point at which he, he wrestled think, the big guy. I I think he did. As Hollywood Hogan, because the picture shows him with yeah. the uh, with the dark goatee with the streaks uh, in it, which is yes, Hollywood yes. Hogan. Yes, yes, I, I think so. I'm trying to track okay. down this event, Aaron. I'm doing my best researching and trying to track down the event, okay? There's okay. another one uh, where he's at an event with uh, Ultimate Warrior, and he looks like he's dressed that way, which makes no sense because I yes. thought Hollywood Hogan oh, that, was only WCW, but I'm working on no, it. No, no, I'm no, I remember that because um, Warrior came back for a WCW promotion as OWN. That's what it as is, the, okay. As Got the it. enemy of NWO, it was One Warrior Nation, he's like, I'm going to come get you and, and the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, okay, so again, was the Ultimate was Warrior. Too. That's what that was. I so was the that. Ultimate yeah. Warrior at this show, Uncle? <clears throat> was, yeah, was, was the Warrior there? Do you remember I him? I think so. Yeah, he yeah. was there too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, oh I'm, I'm going to try and sort it out, Aaron. Give me a minute. These Here, give me some minutes. Like Friday Night Smackdown. I, I know, but there's... <laughs> you all got to watch Friday Night Smackdown. But, Uncle, yeah. no, it's I not mean, that I mean, I've got to get back into it. Uncle, no, it's not... Uncle, it is not that simple. Look, the SmackDown, the Friday night thing has been around for years and years. They even had NBC brought on a Friday or Saturday night wrestling thing at one time. And other companies tried to compete with the WWE, WWF, etc. I mean, in fact, part of how the WWF got founded and big with the TV contracts comes out of the fact that they knocked other people out of their time slots away from their TV slots on Friday nights. So... 
What I'm telling you is there's a lot of Friday night wrestling over the course of the 90s, the 80s, the 2000s, and so on. So there's tons of it. I got to narrow this down to an event held in Florida, broadcast (laughs) on TV with Hulk Hogan and some little guys. For sure. And I'm trying. It's not that easy, though, Uncle. I swear. It's not that easy. I'm working on it, though. Okay? Give, give, me, give me some time. We get a ticket to go to see these wrestlers in a line. By the way. It was with, it yes. was with uh, John uh, Woods. John Woods. The okay. one that was in... Um, was working with me in the base. Oh, oh that's who you... Okay, that me your buddy him, was with me you. Me and him went. Can hey. we get him on the show to well, tell no, the story? He was in the Jack- Maybe in Jacksonville. Listen, we should not, get him on the show. Not to spoil anybody's party whatsoever, but it is actually at that two-hour time. Just so you know, oh. we're actually there. I'm not sure how long Uncle's show went, but I know your show went over a little bit, and his show is now... We're, we're at 21 past midnight right, here in the right. East. So I'm just letting you know. You don't got to end right hey. away, but... I'm just letting you know where we're at, okay? We, we, we hit a very important topic that we just well, had this, to... the, sub, the subject about all these little guys, and we got sidekick here laughing away with these little monsters. And I'm trying to help you. I know, and I'm trying to. The sheer volume of them is what throws me off. But there were points I, I, I which... can see a couple, uh, sure, but you're telling me like every other match they're popping out in yeah, like droves. Yeah, but that's Aaron. But there were shows that happened yeah, like yeah. that where they had bunch of them. I mean, yeah, in the 70s, you could have whole tag teams, you could have whole events, they would show midget wrestling. But in the 90s, they had whole teams of these guys. It's like send out three, you know, they would send out like three of these, uh, you know, luck, guys throwing lucky charms at the audience. You know what I mean? And uh, and and uh, uh, four-leaf clovers. And then they needed another guy to come out with another team. They had lots of I, little people, and there would be tons of them. Uncle might be reporting something very accurate here. I'm telling you. It sounds and, okay. okay. And Sting Sting was there too, right? uh, Wasn't riding the uh, ropes yet. Was Sting there? I don't think Sting could have been there. I didn't see Sting. Okay, okay. So Sting wasn't there. He hasn't running the ropes yet. Okay, fair enough. Now, uh, Uncle, do we we need to do shout-outs or should we just end it? Should we do shout-outs? Go ahead, Jimmy. Jimmy, shout-out. Okay. We got we're going crazy with this. Time, time flies when you're crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll shut up now. Yeah, I can't believe it. It seems like your show started 15 minutes ago, and the one even hardly called in. Yeah, that, that's you. I mean, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy James is the only caller tonight. The first week of the football season. Jimmy James is the yeah. only caller tonight, so I don't know. Yeah, it could be because of the football season. I don't know, but yeah, Jimmy James is the only caller yeah, yeah. either hour. Either hour, we only got Jimmy James. So there you go. Well, on the other hand, Uncle, you're someone that has absolutely no trouble carrying a show single-handedly for an hour. Oh, I won't. But I can get into I can get into one very, very shortly and <laughs> funny and, and and like you had their sidekick here, running around with little men on the in in the steam. We got a kick out of that. Uh, Just watching him. Oh boy. Me, Jimmy. See, do, you, do you realize that there are comedians that if you told them they had to do twenty minutes on stage and just talk, they would pee and poop their pants? 
They in, couldn't do it. Indeed, Uncle. Believe it or not, some comedians will take an entire year to create 20 minutes of material that they do live just talking by themselves. So there you go. Golly. There you go. Well, I had to say something. I was... Oh, I thought it was a great, fun discussion. I hope Mm-mm. more people join join in next week. I'm sure people yeah. listen, but and they will listen more later. Uh, have a great weekend. It's a good mm-hmm. show. Uh, everyone that can you, uh, help support the Ocelli effect. There's a lot of well, just today Chuck aired a new show, so. All kinds of new stuff going on there. All right. Bye, everyone. Take care, Jimmy. Thanks Bye, for being Jimmy. here, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Uncle, do you have any shout-outs? I want to shout-out to uh, Chuck uh, representing this audience for his thing and send, an, uh, send a uh, donation to him for having this activity shouting for all this confusing talking we've been having. Shout out to them for him. So so Uncle says support the confusion. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Support the confusion that we were having tonight. Yeah, yeah, keep it going. Keep it rolling. You don't want it to stop, do you? But it was really good because I had Sarkic here laughing a storm up with these little men in, in in the field. I've never I, seen I, you made a believer out of me. I know. I mean, it was funny. Little was guy here, little, little guy here, ten little guys here, Hulk Hogan there, yeah. twenty more little guys. I get it. I, I believe it. Okay? <laughs> the, the computer. 1990, 1970, whatever. I don't know. I mean, what year Friday night SmackDown, Monday night right. Emporium, whatever it is. I don't my, know. Whatever. It all happened. My apologies. Really. By the way, my apologies to anybody who might have called in in the past ten minutes because uh, my computer froze and then crashed. Okay. That was hosted. The uh, the call in lines, so oh. I don't even know how we stayed connected to Jimmy James the past ten minutes, but we did, and uh, so that that computer crashed. I'm not sure what's going on with. It. <laughs> um, oh, so we didn't. It's a radio any, miracle. It's we a radio didn't get any miracle. Listeners out in the state either. No, no, no. We, we everybody. But the live stream is still happening. I'm sure if we go and look in the chat room, they'll tell us the live stream is still going. Uh, but uh, but the thing is, and you guys are streaming elsewhere as well. So it is what it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, but, but the phone line connection got severed at some point here, and I was unable to pull up anybody else. If you called in, I couldn't see you, and I couldn't get your calls. Oh, Just oh, telling oh, you. Sorry calls, about that. The right. Oh, right. That's all good. Listeners, oh, we got everywhere. Uh, yeah. fun. I had more fun talking to Jimmy the way he was acting. Exactly. Yeah, the way Jimmy was going, the way, uh, the way the show went. We had plenty of fun with the wrestling thing for a minute. I, I can't even remember mm-hmm. everything we talked about. It was just a good time, right? Oh, hey. And I had to put something together in the show, so I put that together. Uncle, you put it together, but now it's all come apart. The whole the whole week just ended. Even though it's Sunday, the week isn't starting. It's actually ending. The show is ending. So, Uncle White, bring oh, us home for well, one, one, wait, yes. Hang on, hang on one, wait, thing, wait, one, one thing. One more thing. One, one more thing, thing, Uncle, just so you know, because I did not give you this report earlier. Uh, we have a couple of listeners in Paris, France. We have a couple of listeners in Paris, Illinois. Uh, I've never seen that happen on the stream before. Also, an unusually large amount of listeners for us at this time of night, because it's early morning, okay, uh, next day, early morning, 
in the UK. So there was about nine or ten listeners in the UK tonight alone. Um, let's see what else we got. One in Ukraine, one in Spain, uh, Mexico. Uh, this one is somewhere in Africa, but I don't know what country um let's see where else we got all over the u.s of course i wanted to give you that report before we were done to let you know we had international listeners also uh, a guten tag to the people in germany thank you for being on there for the past 10 days uh just to let you know uh but all these people were tuned into uncle tonight just for your knowledge so i wanted to let you know that before you take the show home. And with that, I will now shut up. I appreciate the shout-outs. I appreciate anybody does at Ocelli.com to keep the confusion going and the non-confusion going. All of this stuff that is a 24-hour radio station and is now a set of one, two, three, four different podcasts. But uh, there will be more soon. Special events coming. Tomorrow is not a normal broadcast day for me, but in observance of 9-11, there will be live guests. Many were invited. We shall see who actually actually shows up and it will not just be at my regular times so i have multiple possibilities for live shows tomorrow as well and uh there you go i just want to let everybody know that and thank you aaron for doing this and you uncle for doing this as uh how many years have we been doing this uncle do you know how many years we've been doing this now over 20 over 20. Over, Over 20, 20 years. Uh, that's all I can say. Not with me. This. Not with me. I go from there for the new revolutions. Mm. Now, it's the how many revolutions did ah, we have? How how I'm just trying to remember how many little people we had at a revolution. I knew this was going to come up. I remember at least 15 of them last year. And what's, there were at and least what's, 15 little people in the intro to the revolution last year. And Sidekick, <laughs> wait a minute now. Wait, wait. One last thing also. Sidekick, I remember a couple of years ago, you were supposed to get some little people as guests for uncle yeah i don't think you ever yeah, did that what happened what, what happened I, yeah, yeah what happened I, this actually i can't no, recall years but I, believe, ago, I believe the story i, ask, do. I don't yeah, remember very early broadcast ask creative accidents because i'm sure he always he, he'll turn around and <laughs> oh, tell me crazy accidents knows everything yeah it, it's, call him up and let him tell you right okay. where is my little man it was we like 15 <laughs> minutes in yeah. oh no he reminds us of everything creative accidents yeah, so that's what i said so yeah exactly uncle i'm just I'm agreeing with you, Uncle, but the mm. thing is that I remember this show that happened because we were talking about little people tonight that Uncle was talking about little people another time, a couple years ago. I mean, right. all the way back in, like, maybe 2017. <laughs> and Uncle was talking about it, and I remember I had to tell you, yeah, it had to be 2017, because I was going to Dallas. And I said, look, guys, mm, I'll be away right. for a week, so I won't be on the show and this and that. And Uncle said something, somehow little people came up, and Uncle said, I want some little people on here to answer these questions. And he had some questions in mind and you said okay i'll get them and i said all right and we never got back to it because i went away to dallas i got caught up in other stuff i didn't get on it and you never did it so uh, where that's is, your job to figure oh, out there, so I can't where's uncle's find little, little person to get him on the show right. at I least mean, one they could be at little people wrestlers yeah they could be little people wrestlers or whatever you know uh, <laughs> i don't because these little guys they talk and when I listen to them talk, they make little sense. But you know they what's even cooler sense, yeah. is, you know, there was whole TV shows with little people, right? The Big Little World right. and all this stuff. And right. I'll tell you what I think Uncle would have a lot of fun with is talking to a little lady. 
Um, yeah, little lady. Yeah, yeah. like a, a little person, but a lady. Now, see, you see, now you're talking. Now you got my number there, Chucky. Uh, I got you. Oh, yeah, Chucky. Oh man. <laughs> That's Boy, my well, all I know is that if they make little sense, they'll fit right in. There I know they'll fit in my acting on my uh, my shows. I know. I know every single show that I make. Yeah, they fit in easily. Oh yeah, simple. We got right. space for you, and there might even and there might even so, be some people that are specifically comic actors. A lot of little people get comic, you know, roles and interesting spots in movies. I mean, there's a variety of little people you could reach out to. Anybody who, uh, you know, the guys who were originally uh, operating the R2D2 suit, right? Those guys, the the people that played Ewoks in the Star Wars universe, uh, yeah, some man. of these wrestlers. I'm sure Uncle would love to talk to any of them. You might be able to find a couple sidekick here or there on social media. And maybe we could get some little people on the Uncle Show. And I think that would be a lot of fun. So I'm just throwing it out there as, again, I always give you guys suggestions. And I thought it would be worth it. Plus, to give you the overall uh, who we got in America, uh, our biggest state tonight is in Texas. But we had listeners in Michigan, Washington. Um, let's see. Where else? Da -da 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 -da. Massachusetts. Uh, I thought I saw New Jersey, but I don't see it now. Pennsylvania. California. Uh, um, Texas again, Oklahoma, Florida, one listener in Florida, uh, a bunch of them that just say the United States, nobody listening in Georgia at all that I see, Alabama though, and um, I think I covered everybody. Except, oh, New Mexico, New Mexico and Arizona. Oh, yeah, no, no. There we go. New Mexico. So that's everybody who's listening. I I think I just named all your states. If you're on Ocelli.com or listening through one of our things, I got you. If you're on Twitch or YouTube or whatever, Sidekick sees you. We see you. We appreciate you. And thank you. So anyway, Uncle, that's enough out of me. But I wanted to let you give you the report on everybody listening. And remind yeah. Sidekick, he never got you some little people. Since you were yeah, talking about it, I knew people. you would love that. So, I would really enjoy Enjoyed talking to those guys. Okay. So now we can close out the That's show. That's something. I'll show the show out to my uh, uh, 309 show is down the books. Oh, there we go. It's all done. Okay, there we go. It's over now. 